This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is at Chapter 2. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the estimable Justin Waddell. Justin, how you doing? I'm good. You still have a cold? I'm better. No, it's good to hear. Sound? Do I sound better? You're going to have a cold, and then you're not, and then you're going to have a cold again for the listeners. So, yeah, one, the one of my cold, my cold episodes has been released already. Yeah, yeah and the second one. We'll follow this. You you are going to release that one, huh? It's good. Yeah, I think it's special. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're doing. That means that it'll be short. That means we're doing two kings in a row, two Stephen King adaptations in a row, or well, stories in a row, and then a, a movie that kind of riffs on King, yeah. and then one that is like this: the the movie he didn't make, Sleepers didn't even make it at all yeah but it has the kids the kids that have a little king vibe that's true plus brad renfro br's in there didn't he play in a king did he apt pupil was that renfro yeah r.i.p oh yeah super oh. r.i.p super I, dead i didn't know he was in uh uh he's one of the apt sleepers pupil. i can't remember apt pupil too I, I remember ian mckellen he is in that yeah i remember brad, brad renfro's the kid and brian singer Oh, yeah. Got up to some misdeeds on that movie. With? I believe some youth. I think they, oh. I think maybe he got majorly sued for that. Yeah. A shower sequence or something. Yeah, I think hell's good. I think life's going to correct course for Mr. Brian Singer. Well, he, uh, did, what was the movie? He directed Bohemian Rhapsody some for the most it. part. Yeah. Uh, and then did it win an Oscar? Or what? It, did it, it win the Oscar? It won something. And it, did it win the? It won a Golden Globe for sure. But the did it win? I don't even care anymore. Who won the Oscar? I think we should know. We got to zoom in. I know that uh, uh, my man won Best Actor. Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did win Best Picture. I think it went. To it seven. couldn't have won. There's no way it won. But it was up. So anyway, he he's unhirable now. But just a just a few short Green Book years won. ago. Oh God! That's that's not going to echo an eternity. By the way, <sighs> Green Book. It's already forgettable that it won. Speaking I, of Green Book, yeah, it. it. <laughs> right? 
Right. It's. It, I mean, they. It's good for the environment because it's only a few pages. <laughs> right. Yeah, one of his shorter, uh, one of his shorter, longer novels. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, this is a movie microscope. We took a little derail there. We did. Yeah. But uh, this is a show where we 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 zoom in. We uh, we really what we do is we. It's like a film school in a in a in a waveform, where you just basically you know you sit back and let us just shred layers and layers of epidermis off a film, and see what's down there be- between the bones. You know, we right. get in there. Yeah, I mean, once we're once we're done talking about it, there's no reason to talk about it anymore. You know, what I'm saying for another yeah. podcast to do it. Once we put it on tape, don't yeah. do it, guys. Don't try to come back and do like uh maximum overdrive can you imagine a podcast no coming like, out with a maximum overdrive episode after we released it it's <laughs> like trying to have sex with a woman who's been dating big jim slade the f- it's wrecked there's nothing left right oh my god yeah <laughs> so man i mean <laughs> he sure did. Um, so if we're talking about ten to midnight, okay, uh, we wouldn't talk about the scene where Charles Bronson um, wakes up uh, to an, a, an immaculately crafted birdhouse in his bed. Is it, is it we th- we talk it, about the little moment. Is it a threat? I didn't see that movie. You should have. Is it a threat though? Does he wake up and is scared? No, nothing scares that motherfucker. That's true. Charles Bronson, what a weird-looking fuck he was. Well, there's that guy. Yeah, that guy that looks like him but doesn't the, certainly doesn't talk. A foreign guy that got plastic surgery to look like him. Identical. And looks just pretty like close. Him. Yeah. Um, can you hear my cat breathing? No. Probably can't hear Oh, I can, yeah. <clears throat> it's fine. I like it. He's got a little whistle snot. Do you ever, when you go to sleep, do you ever put a, like a white noise machine on? Some people do that. Do you do that? No, I mean I'm pretty. I'm not prejudiced, so. But you, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, no, I, my kids have it, but my, I have a. There's a fan. I have a fan blowing. That's the same kind of idea. I'll tell you though. I hear. I don't, this is weird. I hear voices in the patterns. I'm serious. I in hear the patterns fun, of the white noise. I well of ever everything like the fan in mm-hmm. the sound of the fan blades. Right. And or if I lay down on a pillow. And and only one ear is exposed. I hear I hear voices. I think in the that's patterns. probably normal. I I I've, I've experienced similar, but what it's fucking freaky? But what do you hear? Do they actually? Is it discernible? It's nothing. It's nothing good. No, it's just scary. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's it's conspiratory. Right. Is that you? You, you think that you're hearing like go to sleep? No, I don't hear that at all. Sleep. No, I don't hear that. GB. I don't hear that ASMR shit. It's I hear it's a birdhouse in your bed. <laughs> I hear weird fucking. And I get woken up. I wake up and I'm creeped out. And I walk around the See house. See what it actually wakes you up. That's the that's the opposite of what it's supposed to. Actually, do. I, I don't fall asleep because it starts to get in my shit and I get yeah. freaked out. You get up and pace, and I walk around and look for shit. Yeah, well, that's the sounds... thing is that's my biggest fear in the world. Here in a home invasion, scariest thing in the world to me. Right. Um. Think about it a lot. A lot. I think a lot of Americans do. Apparently, well, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about the gun tone people who like want to get hard. They're like, I can't wait to shoot somebody in my house. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Are they gonna like? Are, am I gonna be like? Am yeah. I not gonna react? Am I gonna be afraid? 
Home invasion. I, you know, so I, what I do is I just I start I start kicking shit around the house. Right. Just in prep. Pull my dick out too. I like I let it peek through the pajamas. Yeah. Because that's gonna fucking do. That's the first line of defense <clears throat> against an intruder. Show dick. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's what they teach you. You ever go to a self defense class? No. And the one I went to, <laughs> uh, that was the big thing. Show dick. Just keep sh- yeah. Keep showing dick. Mm-hmm. I said, "Is this? Is there other people coming to this, or uh, is this a, honestly?" I, said, I didn't think it was a pre a private lesson. I don't know if you saw that viral video recently about mm-hmm. the cops being afraid to apprehend the naked guy. I did, yeah. So hey, maybe there's some truth there. They say you can accomplish more with a waving dick. This is from the Bible. and a gun. It's a Bible, right? Than just a gun. Who says that? Who says that? Malone, well, paraphrasing in Untouchables. You could accomplish more with a kind word and a gun than you can with just a kind word. Right. And yeah. you run, you went to somewhere place well, you, else. Yeah, you, you twirl a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good. I think that's that's the that's the cha- I changed the quote a little bit. A little bit. You, you can pull a dick out. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of it. Pulling dicks out. Yeah. And speaking of uh, hearing noises and whispers in the patterns it, it. yeah chapter, chapter two, two. Yeah. yes chapter two the second in a series of two so i think i'm gonna zoom in real quick i think they called it chapter two because they want you to realize that this isn't this is a you know they're still at, adapting this classic novel by one stephen king well i also want they, they they're also telling you they are far from bankruptcy that's true because this movie is going to rake in every dick you think so? It has to. Yeah, it's it's a very and, 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 you know, it's uh, eagerly awaited. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I, obviously we're going to zoom in and talk about it. Yeah, we're going to spoil it. Yeah, probably. we're going to zoom in. Well, there's not, you can't really spoil this because everybody's read that book by now, and they don't veer too far from the source. But you know, but let me tell you, mm-hmm. people are going to have a hot take on this movie, mm-hmm. and it's not 100 percent successful as we're going to delve into. Right. But you get a lot of bang for your buck here. You do, and uh, critics are already kind of pouncing on it. it. I think, I feel in a way that it was inevitable that it was going to kind of be like this. Of course. If, if Especially if they didn't really veer too much from the book. Now, I, I love the book, but the book has a a rough ending, a rough landing. Yeah. And I think trying to work around the ending is it's just not going to be successful. And I don't, you know, I think the ending is okay to this, but... <clears throat> there's a, it's, the book's it's, very strange. There's a few endings. It's got a few too many endings. This movie, yeah, yeah. But that's a problem. Whenever you do epics, that's the thing is, you have to give the characters all their fair send off. Lord of the Rings being a good example. Yeah. Um, so I get it. And honestly, once again, I, I think you have to you have to caveat this and the pre and the first film mm-hmm. with the notion that it is really it's a mainstream horror film for the early teens. That's who this movie is aiming right. towards. And people that aren't horror fans. And so as people who read read all Stephen King shit who are into horror, mm-hmm. I could see how you're going to it's you're going to take pot shots at it. But I kind of like the first one a lot. Yeah, the first one's very solid, I think. And this one has it's not like it rewrites the script. It's it's more of the same. But you're right. There's only so much of that you can deal with. I think I think what its main problem and its main obstacle is I think it's too beholden to the first film. Like it, the first film worked so well. The actor, the kids were so good together. Um, 
you know, it, and I think it's it's certainly the most interesting parts of that book are the kids. Like you love the kids in the in the in the book. Yep, that's his that's his biggest skill. And then the adults in the book, you're like, eh, they're fine. I mean, they're there to kind of like remind you that this has been going on for a long time. And so to See, make, I like the adults in the book a lot. You don't like them in the movie? No, why? No, I'm saying I like them, and I think they weren't. I think the adults were fleshed out pretty well in the book too. Yeah, yeah. Not as much in the miniseries. I thought no. the miniseries, the adults were a, a human heap of shit. Well, not, not, maybe you remember more than I did. I watched it recently. Did they did did they spend more time uh, with the kids in the book? They do, right? It's more of the kids' story in the yes. book. Yes, yeah. and so I think that's the problem a little bit is they divided it in half adults and kids which I, I understand it's just that you have to kind of fill in some of the blanks and what they do instead is they fill the blanks in with scenes of the kids from the first one they go back and was time. smart I, I think, don't know I think it was smart I could have used some more of the of the adults in those and maybe in, in some terrifying scenes but I get it I mean the kids are pretty special in that first one so the problem is now that they go back the kids have grown older, obviously, and they have to de-age them a little bit. What did you think of that de-aging? I, I didn't notice much of it. You didn't? I, I think it was kind of noticeable, but not Who, terrible. Which kid? So they de-aged... I read this, but I could tell they de-aged Finn Wolfhard. Gives a fuck. Uh, I believe they de-aged the kid who played Eddie. I think they kind of de-aged everybody a little bit. The girl looks the same. Um, I think they did a little light de-aging on uh, Eddie and Ben. Ben especially, I think... Actually, I think they... Ben, I think that they worked over a lot. Okay. The chubby kid. Doesn't matter. I mean, it didn't, it didn't distract me too hey, much. The important part. How much de-aging they do on Henry Bowers? <laughs> that kid was pretty good. That kid is good. Yeah. The, the adult they got to play him was a strange choice. I, I feel like he had a tough role of uh, shoes to fill. It's sort like they, of, but I kind of, it's kind of, I, I like having him out there. I like that they brought him back for sure. It's just that I don't that, remember him coming back in the book. I don't really either. I thought he was just a victim. <clears throat> I don't remember much of him in the even in the book, period, his character. I remember the rock fight. That's a big one. Yeah, I remember that. Did so you, you, anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah. so, let's, so if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a movie. <laughs> uh it's based on uh, Stephen King's novel. Mm-hmm. About what, twelve hundred pages of it's a beefy novel, I told. mean I don't know, a thousand pages. One of the biggest book reading experiences of my life for sure yeah reading that big bitch like getting getting it when it first came out and just fucking rubbing it into myself i, I read that book cover to cover in a very short amount of time for, i remember for a young man i remember slamming it down after i finished it and said tolstoy ain't got nothing on this shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah tolstoy tolstoy could pump out some pages as well but king was like fuck you yeah you know? it's my favorite vodka Tolstoy? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, who else is a big... Who else writes the big books? George R. R. Martin? Yeah, big, big-ass books. J.R.R. Stephen R. Donaldson, possibly? Who's that? I remember his name. Is he a sci-fi guy? Yeah. Uh, fantasy. fantasy? I would say Frank Herbert can write some pages. Jeez. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. There's some There's some people out there that can pump out those pages. Galatians? Galatians, yeah, yeah, those, those guys. Mm. But there's one that we're skipping. There's a big ass big. Who? Who's, who's the Russian guy? Not Tulsa, the other one. 
Dostoevsky or whatever his fist is. Dostoevsky. Chekhov. I don't think he was known for writing big books. Paddy Chayefsky. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so it picks off, picks up off, I guess, what, 27 years after the last one? Yeah. uh, Where I remember, this is what I remember from the book. I think it starts off with the suicide. I think it starts off with Georgie getting fucked. Book? Yeah. Furley's playing the mom, playing the piano. It's rainy. I wonder how it starts. I think it starts with the suicide. I think it starts in adult world. I, all I remember is that wiped my ass like when I was a kid. With the Georgie part or the suicide? The Georgie part. The suicide part was strange to me. and the, I mean, it, it, It's very memorable to me. because they, they modified it in this one. Why? Because I, don't, it, I don't remember sending a note in the in your book. I don't remember it either. But I think, I think, yeah, but I think I remember Pennywise being a little involved in his death. Like he kind of hears his voice or something. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Old Pennywise. What do you think of old Pennywise this time around? Love him. You like that guy? Um, I, I, they did such a. The, I mean, just as far as the the polish on the special effects is really good. The only thing I don't like is a lot of the zombie demon creature designs are too familiar, too similar to one another. Yeah, he's you know the the scares, the jump scares, and the the other creatures. Yeah, they're they're very CGI heavy. Um, they're goofy looking. They were kind of goofy looking in the last one too, um, and that Pennywise is such an effective villain that you almost don't want to see other bad guys in this. You know, I disagree. You, what you want to see him less? No, I want to see more. I just want more creeps. I want more shit. Like there's that. There's some. It's a shame the CGI is so CGI because there's some tasty creeps. Yeah, there's some super creep. But there's like there's like the one with the. Little tentacles are coming out of the eye, like right next to the eye. Pretty gross. I mean, that would be more effective if it was a practical. Mm-hmm. But still, it's kind of neat. I mean, the movie, like I said, it gives a lot of bang for your buck. So you're going to get, there's not a kind of, if there's some sort of shreepy creepy that you don't see here, you're, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're looking for, dog. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the actors real quick. Let's get into it. Who's in Who's in this movie, Nick? Pennywise. Yes. Bill Sarsgaard. Who else? Yeah, Bill Denbro. That would be James McAvoy. Right. Professor he, X, you might remember him from. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Who else? You got Jessica Chastain. Playing Beverly, Beverly Marsh. Marsh. Okay. You, you got, got Stanley Uris. Played, played by, by Andy Bean. Who looks just like Alan Cumming. He does. He looks like, you know, so, okay, so Nick and I were talking, some of these actors that they cast look exactly like right. grown-up versions of their child counterparts. We got Bill actors. Hader. Bill Hader playing... Uh, Richie Tozer. Who was in the original played by Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. The best name in the biz. You got Mike Hanlon. Is it is it Mike Hanlon? Oh, yeah, Mike Hanlon played by um, the guy from the uh, old Spice yeah. commercials. Yeah. Mike, or Isaiah As- Mustafa, I think is his name. Or okay. Something. And then you got old Eddie Kasbrack. James Ransone. That kid. Shining star of the film. All right. To me... The best character in the first film and the best performance was that kid yep. who played Eddie. And in this one. And this one, same thing. Best character and James yep. Ransone, who you guys might remember. I think he played Ziggy in season two of The Wire. Do you remember that? I don't. Um, and he, play, he's, he, he pops up every, every now and again in movies and TV, but this is kind of a big break uh, breakout for him after all those years, after the, the second season of The Wire. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great in this. 
And he looks exactly like he that looks kid. exactly like that little shanty. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, the one person they didn't they didn't match. I think Jessica Chastain a little bit doesn't look like yeah the girl. They have they have the same hair, but James McAvoy does not look anything like that kid. No, I don't think Chastain does either. And I don't. And I, I thought that. Uh, I mean, we talked about the important one. Yeah, Who? the thug, the street tough. Oh yeah, whatever that. Well, look at the actor's name. What did you think of? Who would you have cast? Uh, we we've talked about this before. Who would you have cast it as? Ben Foster as Bill Denbro. Ben Foster all day, every day. I nailed it. I got. I got. You can vote on this, guys. Our huge audience. Nick says Ben Foster. I say Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks looks like a dried death. I appreciate your. Second vote, your vote of confidence. Here. I, I think he's an ugly piece of shit. There you go. Second, <laughs> he should have been Bill Dembro. He looks like this kid. That kid kind of looks like Tom Hanks. And this, you know what I'm saying? I think Colin Hanks, it would have been spitting image, bro. You still think Ben Foster, though? Ben Foster has the head shape. He's got the little, little eye, like everything. It just, it's, it's, might I be, was watching that movie. Be a little too young. Ben Foster is old, man. It's not 40. You think he's older than Bill Hader? You think he's younger than Bill Hader? Yes. No. 100%. They're around the same age. I, I Bill Hader's got at least three years on him. Oh, yeah, three years, but maybe give, four. Give me a pussy's break. I mean, I won't. I'm going to look him up. Ben Foster started out young. That's why you think he's older because he was a child actor. Ben Foster's 900. 38. He's 38. Uh huh. And how do you think Hader is? 44 at least. 43. Yeah, at least five years on him. Yeah, Billy Hader looks young. He's 41, three years different. Give me I, like f- I said. Give me a fart and break. 40, he's 45. No, he is not. Huh? He's 41? A young man. Jessica Chastain's 42. I like Chastain. I love her. Uh, you know, she's, I guess James McAvoy is only 40. Yeah, I knew he was young. She is, uh, she has got the chin of a fucking lumberjack, though. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, you know this isn't a great role for her. You know, I think the the, it's, the you know what I agree, but I it's kind of neat to see her doing childish things. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's always so damn serious. Yeah, no, I like her in this, and you know she doesn't. I, I'm trying to think of who gets the best, who who gets the most to do as an adult, and obviously Bill is. He's the kind of the star of the film. Like he's a star character of the film, besides Pennywise. But uh, Hater, I guess, got yeah a lot to do in this. He carries a lot of dead space. He he helps alleviate some of the dead space in this. I think. I think uh, Mike Hanlon, just like in the first film, sidelined for a large stretch. yes, yeah, and that sucks because he's boring as shit. Well, they give him they give him an interesting character, but then they never give him anything to do. Well, the, no, he, he does all the heavy lifting at the beginning. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cat is making himself comfortable. He puts out the phone calls to, to call everybody Yeah, he back. does all the work, gets Stanley killed, does all the big deals. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that stayed in town. Researches to... the fucking crazy Micmac burial ground shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Scratches up the leather. I mean, he does all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> he kind of betrays them, but what I didn't understand is... He he knows they have to do a ritual to get rid of Pennywise the clown, the dancing clown. Um, they have to do some crazy ritual. He uh, drugs McAvoy's character. So they call everybody back to town. They all show up. 
everybody immediately they don't remember all this stuff when they get back to town they start to remember they freak out and they want to leave and then McAvoy goes back with Mike to his uh, he lives in the library where does he live it's his lair his lair and uh, lives in a museum I think immediately he he immediately uh, drugs McAvoy to get him to hallucinate how they can defeat Pennywise which is that's a that's tough I don't understand how that works but at the end of the movie he conveniently had left out part of the ritual that would go bad for them and <clears throat> McAvoy doesn't hallucinate that part you know what I'm saying he you think he would see that too if he's going to hallucinate the you ritual you think he would yeah so there's some stuff that's a little bit dicey <clears throat> the ritual of as they say it chewed yeah now are I, you mad got the two the two dots over it no are it's you, always been that because I thought because you know your website was chud amen would you have liked to heard a little no I don't a little reference heard. What did you think of the poster in the old uh, movie theater? Little, uh, the one for You Got Mail? There was another one. Oh, what was it? I meant to remember. There was a Lost Boys. We saw it the other thing. There was another off, like a crazy... Oh, I don't remember already. I didn't even notice it. There's a You Got Mail poster that was prominently displayed, but there was another poster, too, that made me laugh. I'm sure it was a New Line film. <sighs> you think that's what... Yeah, because then they had Nightmare on Street 5 on yeah, the Yeah, they, they chose the best. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no Nightmare on Street Five. What was the subtitle of that, that one? The Dream Child. Freddy's Dead was six, right? Yeah, had to be Dream Child. The Dream Master was four. I think it was a Dream Child. Dream Warrior. No, Dream Warriors was three. Dream Master was a title. I think so. Fuck. They should have made one Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no, they got some good ones in that series. There are no. The, I know you like New Nightmare. You got to always mention it. Because you're fucking. Freddy's Dead is maybe one of the worst movie horror movies of all time. They're all dog shit. Even the first one's probably not aged that well, but first one's great. Okay, so here they are. Oh, New Nightmare's good. <laughs> I'm throw up in you. Um, There's some throw up in this movie. Lots of throw up. Bill Bill gets a fucking huge heart on. Um. All right, so Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one was called A Nightmare on Elm Street. What the fuck? They don't list the sequels like just like sequels. Can't just list them. You can't just list them. What's the second one called? There's a porn parody called "A Wet Dream on Elm Street." Just so you guys know. <laughs> Jesus fucking water piss. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. <coughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street Three. The Dream Warriors. Mm. Nightmare on Elm Street Four. The Dream Master. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Yep fucking dream child Jesus Christ yeah, why, they, do I, why do I know those nightmares did you know who Wes Craven wanted as Freddy Krueger originally no Bruce Springsteen <laughs> really yeah that makes a lot of sense actually he looks good in sweaters <laughs> um, so what did you think of the of the adult like the introductions to the adult characters in this did you like that like the way they did it I thought it was kind of cool, with the you know Ben calling them out. When yeah. Penny, so Pennywise returns. The movie starts off with a brutal uh, gay bashing, gay bashing, and then the uh, then Pennywise finishes the the victim off, which is insane. Armpit devour. Yeah, he takes a big old bite of his side, um, which sucks. I mean, yeah, for his boyfriend's boyfriend sees it. Yeah, well, I thought his boyfriend was gonna get killed too, but he didn't. Um, Do we see him again at all in the film? Never. Poor guy. 
so anyway that leads you know ben knows that people uh i'm sorry mike knows that people are starting to get uh etten and de- de- dismembered and he goes oh pennywise is back it's been 27 years he's back doing his thing yep and he sees a message written uh on the on the bridge yep. and Derry's bridge or whatever yep. and he yep. says says uh, come home come home and so he's like all right i better call these boys they've taken an oath those kids took an oath it's time for them to come back so he calls everybody what did you think of uh the the character introductions they were fine they were cool i mean yeah great yeah um so we meet richie tozer is doing a comedic thing pukes he's Mm -hmm. he screws up his performance you got ben hanscom is teleconferencing from afar you got mm-hmm. you he's got an architect, high high hot architect, very successful. Yeah, Jessica Chastain gets abused by her husband, like mm-hmm. in the book. Um, you got old fucking finger hut. What's his name? Stanley and Iris. He 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 uh, he has a good afternoon. He's putting a puzzle together, and then he um, doesn't finish it. His wife, his wife trying to himself. plan a vacation. Then he right. plans a quicker one. And then you got old uh, Eddie in the car talking to his. Uh, he married his mom, basically talking to his wife. Uh, and then he wrecks because because he, he gets the news that they have to go back to town. And then old Bill Denbra. He's a movie guy. He writes scripts. He's a screenwriter. And you get a, a cameo from the nightmare. Now, so let's talk about this cameo that was uh, misplaced. I thought there's I two there's two uh, cameos in this one that maybe works a little bit better than this one. Yeah. So you got the cameo from the most pretentious prick, Peter Bogdanovich, yeah. right? And yeah. so and he's looking like he's looked for yeah. years and years. Good for him, yeah. On that. And and he was saying that uh, they then he plays himself. So no, he's uh, is he? They say Peter. Okay. And so he. Zoom in. His, so he's and then an odd thing's happening that he's uh, wearing a goddamn scarf. Gonna go cravat some that sport. Bill Denbro's wife is starring in this movie. That he is an ad- adaptation of his work. Peter Bogdanovich decides that the ending of this story sucks. Everybody thinks that's a big running joke in this that everybody thinks that Bill Denbro's novels have horrible endings. Um, Zoom in. And so, Nick, you'd saying that was a commentary. Nick was, it had to be Stephen King because even fun Stephen of King says it in the movie. Yeah, that's the other cameo. Um, yeah, Stephen King cameos as a uh, an antiques dealer, I guess, a pawn shop owner. pawn shop owner, and he plays, uh, which drops, I thought was he funny. Drops a big old main accent on you. He does, and he plays one of his favorite things, which is like the cantankerous and like just uh, you know moral, more morality driven cantankerous <laughs> shopkeep owner. And he, I thought maybe they would it'd be if he was sweet to Bill Denbro because that's a character he created. You know, give him a little bit of love. But instead, he gives him the sass. And just like Stephen King gave the ATM, well, actually, the ATM gave him sass yeah. in Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, but Stephen King doesn't want his book autographed because he can't end a book right. Ending sucks, which mm-hmm. I thought was nice to see him poking fun at his. Yeah. And is that something in it, in it, or did they write that into the screenplay? No, that's definitely something that they wrote for this. So that Bill Denbro can't end anything? I can't. I can't remember that. I don't even remember him being like a on a movie set, and but yeah. I, you know it's been a long time. Yeah. So anyway, you know what? <clears throat> and I mean, um, James McAvoy is a, a very beloved actor. Yes, not a great stutterer. I think he did all right. Mm. I think he stuttered a little bit in uh, Split. Fuck Split. Uh, no, don't fuck Split. Fuck fuck class. 
sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, Jess Wexler plays uh, his wife oh, uh, man, in a scene. Oh, man, Jess Wexler, yeah. And from, from the movie uh, Teeth. It sounds like a character from Metal Storm. What? Jess Wexler? Yeah. I like her. She's a good actress. Doesn't get much to do here, but it's good to see her. And it reminded me that Teeth is guys, a great movie. You guys playing the drinking game at home, drink up. Justin <laughs> was the defender of women again. Here we go. How was I defending her? She didn't get much to do. Fucking poor female roles in Hollywood. Here we go. Get on your fucking pulpit. Is it even... <laughs> Trying to just impress the hell out of us. First of all, first of all it's true. And uh, second of all, I wasn't getting a, I wasn't getting a soapbox. Uh, okay. But uh, she didn't get anything to fucking do in this. What a <laughs> tragedy. By the way, I was... Did, did you... This, did you watch when they were when they kept talking about Stanley Urus? They kept saying Stanley. Mm-hmm. Did you start to think a little Marvel? They keep talking about Stanley. Mm-hmm. He's the also king. dead. He did die. Yeah. Poor guy. I think there was a king was paying a little tribute to Stanley in this, in the book even. Which part? Just by naming that character Stanley. Oh, think so. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Pennywise says Excelsior a lot, which I thought was cool. <laughs> Did you know that this is, I guess this is a side zoom. Um, Cameron Crowe originally uh, had asked King and written in the script Pennywise for Almost Famous. And King said no. And so they had to go Penny Lane. Which really sucks because... (laughs) Been a better (laughs) film. (laughs) Can you imagine? Patrick Fugit falling in love with Pennywise. (laughs) (laughs) You think, think Pennywise would have got bored in his Hold scenes with? Hold me closer, clowny dancer. <laughs> Count the deadlights in the skyway. <laughs> it, it does fit together. I almost wrecked the whole movie. Whenever he had a quickly, he th- had to think fast because they were. Sh- he try to get permission the day before they sh- they started shooting, <laughs> and King said no. So they he real he real quick did a word find for the script. Did a did a find <laughs> and, and replace and replace. Yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> we we believe you. We we buy you fucking a clown. Would you fuck Kurt Russell's <laughs> adopted daughter? And then they then DC just had to change that that new Alfred show. They did. Yeah. What? Oh, he's no longer a clown. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> Pennyworth. <laughs> so how do you, so Pennywise? I guess seems a little sidelined in this movie in a way. Not as a, not as effective. I bet as you he has more screen time in this one. <sighs> He's not as effective in this one. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I get tired. I get real tired of giant things that move fast that can't smash a little person. Yeah, that happens a lot at the end, I guess. But even his. When he there's a scene when he he chomps some kids, which is which is rough, but you know even then he's up to his old tricks. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean the thing, I mean, and part of it is is he, this is a this is a film that uh, even though there are casualties in our on our home team, it feels like it's more about just him trying to scare them. He's playing the hits, but he's all, there's some pretty cool little you know creepies like uh, what just some like little creepy shits and he, shit like. What's your favorite creep out? Honestly, it's, it's uh, 
I like the with the, the thing in the Hall of Mirrors. I thought was very well done. Yeah, that was the, they show that in the trailer. Okay, but then I, they didn't show that. You didn't ask me. Hey, what's your favorite thing that's not in I'm the? I'm just trailer? saying that I that I knew that was coming. And the Paul Bunyan thing was actually kind of fun. Um, yeah, it was unexpected. Um, I like his splintery wood teeth. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I don't know. I like the I like the um. I don't know. There, there's some fun stuff in it. There's some fun scares, but it's not that scary. I think the first one was kind of scary. This wasn't that scary. Although well, they, the scene in the, in the old lady's apartment. If you didn't see that in the trailer, I think it would have been way more effective. Yeah, they, they shouldn't cool have shown scene. it. That's a really good scene. Yeah, they shouldn't have shown it in the trailer. I can't wait till the Blu-ray comes out so I could frame by frame her naked, that old lady naked. I wonder if they, Michelle was like, just give them that whole scene because the movie's three hours long. So this this will be like three percent of the film. Um, it is a very long film. It doesn't really feel as long as it is, though. I will give him credit. Yeah. It didn't feel like a three-hour movie to me. What's it What's it clocking in at? 245? I don't know. 250? I don't know. We didn't stay for the credits. You think there's a post-credit? Do you think they got Pennywise? Yeah. Think he's done? Yeah. How long does it take the Jeepers Creeper guy to come back out of hibernation? It's a, it's a similar period of time. Yeah. I don't like the fact that you were so impersonal. You call him the Jeepers Creepers guy. It's a disservice to the Creeper. Yeah, his name is the Creeper, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he, you would know that if you watched the scene where he's at the DMV getting the license plate. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so Pennywise, Roller, he got his his head looked a lot bigger in the his forehead. They it looked like they they bigged up his forehead for this one. He has a huge ass head. This looks like they made it a little bit bigger for this one. <clears throat> and I heard that Andy Machete was like, uh, that was his one regret. And the first one, yeah, he's like, if I ever get to make a second one, we're going we're gonna to double that forehead. Yeah. So. He, there's a lot of forehead in this movie. Yeah. They're, they show some foreheads, yeah, for sure. Because uh, Mike Hamlin, that guy. He's a very, he's you know, he that, that guy's known for his physique. He's a very muscular, well, like his and, forehead, and funny. He's like, got he's, the wrinkliest forehead I've seen in a good long but time. But he plays a kind of a character that's a little bit introverted. At least has been, um, you know, you're done doing research for 27 years. It looks still, still looks pretty good, but his social skills aren't up well, to snuff. I mean, yeah, what a what a he got the short end, man. I know. You know what? I'm just gonna stay in this dog shit town. And Everybody creep, else left. And creep around. Everybody else left and forgot, but he he stuck around. He stayed. He realized the seriousness of the situation. Plus, he's kind of an orphan. That guy, right? He doesn't I mean, he was living with his uh, his his uncle or his grandfather or something? Yeah. But um, yeah. There's a there's tragic an, backstory. There's, a, there's an alternate alternative story to this because you know he's creeping around crime scenes at the beginning of this movie. You know, this guy's fucking introvert. He's always doing research, hanging out in the fucking clock tower and all that. Mm-hmm. Hanging out at crime scenes, fuck Pennywise. Arrest that guy. That's that's suspect, suspect number one. It's true. This weird, his weird is walking around crime scenes. Do you think when he was around those crime scenes, you think it was a direct reference to uh, Hard Target, Van Damme, and Hard Target? <laughs> when he indirect. Is, when he's indirect. No, a direct. Oh, a direct reference when he's kneeling because he was wearing that uh, big overcoat and he's kneeling down in the dirt. Yeah, and he's talking in a. Belgian accent, which I thought was very strange for those yeah. scenes, um, or a Cajun accent. 
<clears throat> His mama took one. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. There's a scene that one of the characters in, that makes a triumphant return is the bully. Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. The mullet-wearing Henry Bowers. Bowers. Um, you first see him in a in an insane asylum, I guess. He's in a... Yeah. Well, no, you see... Mental institution. You, no, no, they transition from the young Henry to that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But they, yeah, you see him escape the sewers, get flushed out of the sewers with a bunch of and dead And then get bodies. arrested and yell at cops and shit. Yeah, and then the cops beat him up and then he gets thrown. So then he... He uh, is basically waiting for Pennywise's return. He's insane, and he sees a balloon out the window. And he's got his dead friend carting around town. So then he, he, you know, Pennywise slips him a, you know, through some zombies, slips him his, his favorite knife, his switchblade. Yeah. He he frees himself from the institution. So here's what I was going to ask you. Later on, when he attacks our first victim, he attacks Eddie the bathroom and stabs him in the face mm-hmm. not a mortal blow right Eddie then backs into a shower and closes a curtain do you think that's the new Janley and Psycho moment <laughs> think that's the new one could be could be you think so yeah or it could be the I mean it could be the next Anton Chigurh moment it's too. true I love that scene that's a good scene that is a good scene unexpected and un- I don't remember that scene from the book at all but it gives a little Eddie a little nice heroic turn where he later <laughs> then d- dishes the heroism yeah. for a little bit. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, it's I'm I'm already, the movie's already starting to drift away from me. Float away. Exactly. And I think the first one did the same thing too. I liked it. I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see it again. And then now it's just kind of. A, I think the f- some of the strengths of the first one, I think that they started off with a very strong script by old Kerry Fukunawa. They didn't use it. They did. They, they did. went back to it. <laughs> so what happened was they... <clears throat> that Is that how you say his name? Kerry Fukunawa? Sure. And his writing partner, Kerry Fukunawa, was going to direct this movie for years. And they his version worked, was way different. They way, It's not way different. Way different. Read, read, there's a, there was a great article. I read it. I read it. But there, what happened was they, <clears throat> they decided his version was too weirdly sexual and too strange and they didn't want to shoot it so they got someone to to adapt the movie differently they hated it and they went back to his script and they just kind of excised some of the weirder moments from it so i think <clears throat> gary doberman and, and carrie fukunawa was still credited on it um i don't know whose partner was it wasn't gary doberman and that's the credited writer uh for this one and the first one i think yeah but so it's carrie fukunawa's credit and his partner credited on that first one too and so um I think I think some of the strengths of that movie kind of lay in that script. I think I think his vision kind of remains in that movie, and those those guys obviously didn't help out on this one. I think this is a worse script for sure. Um, it's longer though. Yeah, and I <clears throat> that's where I think you have to kind of maybe take some leaps and decide that you're going to change things around a little bit for the sequel. Um, but you know, I think it's pretty beholden to the book and to the first movie. So he didn't take. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he took any chances in this one. Old Andy Machete. Do you agree, Machete? Machete? I think so. I think there's some good stuff in it. It's uh, okay. It's fine. It's pretty brutal. Kids get murdered. There's some. You mm-hmm. know, I can see how they're. But nothing like that. F- George's death. 
I mean, it, it they that scene with the girl under the bleachers is rough, and and it it tries, but it, the Georgie thing is so much worse. I, I think that's that scene mm. under the bleachers is equally tough. I think it's equal. Uh, Andy Machete would be very excited to hear this. Yeah, you know, uh, one of my favorite things. I love going to a screening where there's a child in the theater. There were a couple. There's a couple of children. One had a balloon. Mm-hmm. So, um, how selfish are those parents? I know you've been showing your daughter and your son some horror films, right? Not it, but you've been showing. I, my daughter's seen it with me, mm-hmm. but in the privacy of my own house. I'm not bringing and she, a fucking. I mean, she's also 15, 14. Yeah, she'll be 16 soon. <clears throat> but Yeah, I, I never understand that. I mean, that's that's something that if, if I, I was. Can I tell you something funny, though? Yeah. Uh, my son got. I, I Sorry, I showed a, a, a horror film to my son recently, and his reaction, he went haywire during a scene. He's like, he got grossed out and got mad at me. And it was fucking amazing. What was it? Deep Star Six. <laughs> what scene? There's a scene where like some, some there's some attack. And it was just. It's, it was gross? It wasn't that gross, but it was just so funny that that's what got a rise out of him. And then, of course, minutes later, he was ready to go back at it. But it's so funny. He got mad at you. What did he say? I don't remember, but he was like. It just it was it was shot. He was shocked for a second, and he's like, "Why am I watching this?" or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he wanted to watch more. It was great. It was, right. he, he's not the type to really do that kind of thing. He Have you showed him all of Daniel Stern's movies yet, or just that one? <laughs> <laughs> he's in that, right? It might be. I know Taron Black's in it. Who's the star? Weller. That's Leviathan. Fuck. Who's the star of Deep Star Six? Lisa Eilbacker, maybe? Deep Star Six is bad. It, Leviathan, I used to love that movie, and that's no winner it's, either. It's not, but Deep Star Six might be, it's got to be worse. Is that Steve Miner? Couldn't be. Nope. No, Deep Star Six is that other guy. Who's in Deep Star Six? Sean S. Cunningham, maybe? It's Tarn Black. I think Tarn Black is the star. Maybe. A female lead? Tarn Black. He's a man. Nia Peoples, Greg Evigan, Miguel Ferrer, God damn. Matt McCoy, love him. It's a pretty pretty great movie. We should do that on here. Sean S. Cunningham. I can't. I I you know that movie. I rip it, but <clears throat> it's got one of my favorite lines in all of movies. What's that? I can't believe this is happening on Deep Star Six. <laughs> I don't remember that. One. You don't remember that line? They say it a couple times. <clears throat> Leviathan was a big one. Saw that in the theater several times. I can't believe that this is happening on Deep Star Six. God damn! If you would have told me this morning when I woke up on Deep Star Six, <laughs> yeah. this is it says brush my auburn hair. So there's a thing reference. <clears throat> Sorry, there's a thing reference, and it's a good one in this movie. <clears throat> and I suggest that, yeah, it is it is kind of a fun one, but obvious to me, and obviously to you and, and, and movie-going fans that are Thing fans, but I was thinking that maybe a lot of people obviously wouldn't catch it. Catch it? I'm, not, I'm saying that I thought it was very obvious, but then I was thinking, well, there probably aren't a lot of movie, kids that are going to be seeing this movie that have seen The Thing. And in fact, I remember when I saw The Thing a few years ago, at a screening 
a younger audience was laughing a little bit at the movie, the thing. And I got angry. Nothing like I got angry at myself, but I was still like, how dare these ingrates. Fuck those people. They're shit. Waste of fucking matter. But, um, but haters' line delivery is solid. I mean, people will still get entertainment out of it. And I think that was one of the few CGI effects that had, had appropriate ickiness. They, they really kind of um, besmirched Stanley Uris's young face. They did. Yeah, they gave that young actor a little bit, little some, a little more to do. Yeah, he dropped a fucking, he dropped a truth bomb, a truth bomb at his bar mitzvah. <laughs> he did. He did. Everybody said that he was the best. I remember he was like, he was the, uh, Pater says that Stanley was the best. And I remember thinking back to the first movie, he wasn't even like in seventh place. And I don't Although think there you were know seven what? kids. He, you know what he almost had on top of his head? What? Procnow hair. Oh, yeah. That's true. He almost had a case of the Procnows, which you'll discover in the next podcast. I didn't see any, uh, I didn't see any de-aging technique, techniques on that kid. He must not have grown too much. Good for him. That girl who played Beverly is a very good actress. She's probably the best out of she's the She's magnetic. And she she's Nancy Drew, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Big time. Huge, huge series they're going to be doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres produced that movie, I believe. That's a miracle it wasn't a hit, considering everything she touches turns straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she's, a, she's a certainly... Uh, a standout performer in the first one. I thought her and, uh, of course, the kid that played Eddie, my two favorites. Yeah. Um, anyway, so are we doing a good job? We yeah. I mean, we're we, talking about we microscoping. This, we're it? talking about it. We microscoping. We're talking about the movie. We're, we're checking the boxes. You know, the obligatory. Well, we justified driving down to the screening. <laughs> Bullshit. We need to z- zoom in. There's nothing yeah. to zoom in. Yeah, we got we got invited to a screening of this film. Are we getting invited now? I know you. It's because you have Trouble City, right? Or yeah, Chuck. but actually, I mentioned this on the uh, RSVPs. The movie They're like microscope. the movie microscope. Are you fucking kidding? And and I talked to the PR people, and they're like, "Man, we love. We hope you win that golden microscope, um, and we really hope somebody comments on your message boards." Like, well, let's let's just settle for. The I hope we get a few comments for old Maximum Overdrive episode because I was I, I quite like that episode. So. We need to do. I guess what we're going to do is episode fifty-one, or 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 episode fifty B or whatever. 50 dot. We're going to do some sort of a. We're going to call. We're going to look through the archives and come up with some funny. Yeah, we'll do a. And then when season two starts, it'll come out. You know, do a state of the microscope movie microscope union, okay. something like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, do like a little. Where are we with this? Do you think at, at like Frito Lay they have a state of the Funyun address? <laughs> I wish. I hope so. Yeah. So, did you notice any product placement in this? Nightmare on Elm Street Five. I did. You got mail. Huge. I know something that's huge that they were uh, product placement. What is it? Red balloons. I did. Nina did do the soundtrack. <laughs> How did they not use her in this? True. They that did would, have one musical cue for a joke. They did. It would make any sense to me. I liked it, but it was Do you so think it was fast. A, I thought maybe it was a callback to the first one. Like, I, Angel, Don't Call Me Angel in the Morning, yeah. that song. Um, just Call Me. Just Call Me Angel. But uh, Don't Call Me Angel in the Morning. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> but but I, I thought maybe it was a callback to the first one that I forgot. I couldn't no, be. I just think it was because it. that's kind of like the modern horror movie thing to do is like to add some... 
and they had some they had a Backstreet Boys reference too. Like they played kids. It's a new kids, new kids, yeah, new kids. They they played one of their songs in it. There too. was a shot. There's a scene where he's in the locker, and there's a poster of Danny from the New Kids. Is it Danny? Yeah. And I thought he was going to come to life. So did I. Yeah. It was, they used him as a scare, like he had kind of a jump scare at first. And then I was like, oh, cool. He's going to, like, they're going to get a cameo from Danny. That locker was, I bet he never thought he'd be a jump scare in a movie, but they that locker got pretty big inside. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. There's a lot of that. And actually, I think they did a good job of using, first of all, they do a lot of scenes where the, like, they pull a John Sales where the, new character and the old character share a scene together they segue like they also that. did a good job of 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 all these transitions from people jumping into water coming up in different water places like they did a nice job with the filmmaking mm-hmm. the movement you know the way they they the framing the the editing and the and the and the and the usage of um every re, every environment they could to make the story i mean if nothing else it's polished as a turd <laughs> i mean a good turd yeah yeah, no, I, there's some, there's some certainly some um, interesting filmic elements in this. Can I tell you something kind of sad? Besides what I just said? No, like it sucks that we're recording at a time of day where no one's taking a shit upstairs. No brown wall. You know what though? We got two brown walls coming up, or two brown walls in that last one. Two brown walls, and that was in maximum overdrive. You know what would have been nice though if we could have what. Uh, let's see. If for this one we could have had a special clown wall, you know, <laughs> would have been nice. We could have we could have branded. We could have maybe had like a nice product. Uh, maybe they could have paid us some money, the studios to promote the movie. And we could have we could have changed brown wall to clown wall. Yeah. Just for this episode. <laughs> this is why you guys click on this shit. <laughs> so when it flushes, we could just you could have you put it. <laughs> Little clown horns as it flushes. But what could have been? God, this is weird. People don't even click to hear this anymore. Now they use their finger. They fingered to hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the Fear Podcast. But they definitely, you guys are fingering to hear us right now. I mean, touching the, to play the, hopefully they're doing that. (laughs) I hope they're playing this. Some people. Yeah. Be nice. Thank you for, if you did touch this. Yeah, I mean, if you finger this to make it come into your ears, we appreciate it. We do appreciate yeah, it. We get sad when we don't, we feel lonely sometimes. <clears throat> and we know it's probably hard, you, you know, it's hard to listen to this, two guys zooming in so hard. Yeah. And uh, we're not even asking you guys to be in the top three fans of the show because we already have numbers one and two locked down. <laughs> Me and you? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Who's number three? Well, I mean, I... It's probably one of us again. Yeah. Yeah. Listen or to Oz. Him. I mean, the cat. Is, platform. You know, he, he's fucking, might as well get an engineer credit at this point. Blake, Blake's up there. Blake's amazing. Blake's amazing. Takes pictures of. Uh, his uh, of stereo. This proof that he's. Although he's going to the on show. a big trip. Hmm? He's about to go to on this long Europe trip. I uh, I was so excited. He takes pictures of, uh, of the show, um, of him listening to the show. He takes pictures of the digital display in his car. It has our show, but I, I I was so excited I zoomed in on the picture. Yeah, and I looked at the volume was cranked all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was some some tape yeah, over I, it, so he couldn't turn it up. I just I just hate being uh, I hate the idea of us being Exhibit A in a divorce proceeding. 
<laughs> I think he celebrated a birthday recently. Happy birthday, mister. How old Let's is that? talk to some of our people out there. How old, is, how old is this man? Blake's old enough to be great. Yeah. And he's been around a long time because I remember he he was a, he appeared in Ron, the comic strip that we used to do. Did he? Mm-hmm. He was a guest character. Was he? Mm-hmm. The Beard Bandit. He doesn't. He does not. He's not a U.S. citizen. Not not living in the U.S. Perth. He's not over here. No, he's in Australia. Yeah, because we're worldwide, boy. Oh yeah, we're dropping dropping turds all over this fine land. <laughs> Crushing it worldwide. And, and uh, got- Lauren, say hi to Lauren. I saw her in Nashville last week. Mm-hmm. Still listening. She actually, she actually watches the movie in question before listening. Sometimes she can't, but most of the time. That's awesome. Hi, Lauren. So, so Lauren, go ahead and rent Deep Star Six now. <laughs> I promise it's coming. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we should definitely. Uh, and you just saw it. Are you gonna watch it again? I mean, I saw it about a half a year ago. I, I didn't watch the whole thing because. How could you? Yeah. I kept having to reach into my old drawers. Well, I do want, I do love me some Greg Evigan. Yeah. Star of My Two Dads. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also sang the, the, the theme song to that. That's about Kim Coates' kids from Black Hawk Down? You're thinking of My Two Dad Habs. <laughs> um, <clears throat> back to Pennywise. Yeah. What'd you think of his uh, big old head? We talked about. Are it. you surprised by his outfits in this? <laughs> uh, I thought it was kind of shitty that he's waiting. Like the, the the opening credits, he's sitting outside the Spirit of Halloween store waiting for them to open. At our screening, there was a, a woman cosplaying as Pennywise. Did you notice her? No, but there's these two fucking freaks behind me in line. They were talking. He's like, I don't mind spending a thousand dollars on a cosplay outfit. As long as there's no contact lenses, like and they, these two kids, they were young. Oh, they were talking about dressing up, but they weren't dressed up. No, but they were talking about co- like the idea of somebody just throwing thousand dollars at a cosplay outfit. Light, that's lightweight. That's nothing. Oh. Anyway, I saw this this woman dressed as a clown. She's dressed as Pennywise. Mm-hmm. She had the full makeup, but she, you know, right. she wasn't like. She was she was looking kind of embarrassed a little bit, but you know she was just looking shy. Do you think I I never know if is it appropriate to people they want you to go up and go I love your Pennywise costume I should have said that um, I love your costume or something like that. No, is that, don't give don't fucking indulge them. Um, I love it. I would say so that, in the middle of the movie. I love your Pennywise costume. What you, you know, should do like, is you should present your armpit to her and see if she's really committed to the, the shtick. See if she bites my side? Yeah. Well, she didn't know. She's watching the sequel. She only knows moves from the first one. So, you know, maybe she could have... What What did he do in the first one? Bite, bite my stretched, arm off. He stretched out of the sewer. Stretched out of the sewer. He uh, didn't use his stretching powers too much in this. A little bit. Did in the bedroom. His powers are confusing. That I hated the stupid tentacle stretching down the hallway. Hmm. His powers are a little confusing because, like you said, at the end he could have been devastating everybody. Oh yeah. But he was missing everybody and just hitting one person. Um, and even that wasn't during that sequence. So he was kind of an ineffective big. Yeah. And it's a pretty ineffective small. Yeah, very ineffective. But I do. Small. I you know I I'm a I love I love when they portray. The ultimate evil as a jokester, to where it's it's more it seems more interested in just fucking things up rather than killing. Mm-hmm. 
That's what he was doing, kind of. Like, my favorite portrayals of the devil in literature has always been ones where he... Here we go. Here we go. Not enough good devil roles out there. No, I I always love it where he's somebody that just likes to poke the nest and see what happens. All right, all right. Here we go again. (laughs) That's what Pennywise is to me. Sorry, I mean to rip rip onto the devil for a while. (laughs) But Pennywise... Um, almost and almost famous. Um, checking out. <laughs> Read some email. <laughs> uh, what did you think? So, okay, here's what I'll, I'll I'll put this to you. I think in the first one, Pennywise is he's hard to beat. He's a tough customer. Mm-hmm. The second one it doesn't seem like he's that. He's putting up much of a fight. Not really. He seems tired. Do you think he's? Think oh, he's I mean, that's part of it is because they weakened him. Mm-hmm. Secondly, because these are adults, so they they're not as easy to manipulate. Right. Yeah. Second and thirdly, time. You know what's? Here's something that's kind of funny. Here's here's a flaw in Mike Hanlon's logic. Okay. So the ritual of Chewed, right? These guys. Um, he's talking about the way that they um, killed it. They did it a great job the first time. Yep. Guess what? Pennywise was still around, so they obviously didn't do a great job back in the day. Well, they drove him. They drove him. They they saved some people's lives, so they drove him back into hibernation early. I think. But he, he came back. He did. Fine. He, he rested. So, but they knew he was going to come back, right? Didn't they kind of know? They took an oath. So yeah. So I was going to ask you this: Whenever they do get, they do at the end, they shout old Pennywise to death, kind of. I like show. that scene. Do you think Pennywise kind of got cute at the end? I was going to say, I liked him. He, was, he yeah. looked very cute. Yeah, he was cute. In fact, he got, got so cute that I was hoping that he wouldn't get killed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, do you think that was a defense mechanism? Get get cute right before? Maybe they'll take pity on you? I think, honestly, what it, what it just uh, realizes, like the most charismatic performer is about to leave. Yeah. What do you think of the cosmic stuff? I wish there was more of it. Yeah. And actually, I, I found myself wanting the turtle to happen. And you, there are some turtle. There's like a little turtle reference here and there, yeah. And the, the the his little explosion, the meteor impact looks like a turtle shell a little bit. So what? T- explain what you remember of the turtle from. the I book. just remember he was like a cosmic. There was a cosmic turtle, right? And it, was that connected to Pennywise, or is that just a cannot? That was cos- his real form. He was a cosmic turtle. I thought he was like a. Oh, in the in the no, ad- that was his favorite ice cream flavor. Actually, cosmic turtle. Uh, in the in the TV adaptation. He was a spider, right? Isn't yeah. that his true form? And he's kind of spiderish in this. Yeah, it looks like in a like a little starship trooper's body. Yeah, it looks like he got little crab legs. Yeah. Mm, hungry. Mm. And Hater like, rips one of those bad boys off. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, everybody is raving about Hater in this and he's fun. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's fun. He does he kind of comments on some of his own lines, which is kind of fun. Um He's having a good couple of years, Bill Hater. He is. <clears throat> He's a, a serious one, seriously funny guy too. Very talented, mm-hmm. and a good writer, good director. He's doing everything. He's he directed of, something. He directed, oh, he directed Barry. Barry yeah. yeah, yeah. He directed that really good episode of Barry, that the the karate themed episode, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how people would shred this movie. Because it's, it's it's a little bit of a letdown after the first one, but it's not a bad film, I don't think. 
it makes me happy just to see some of these people together. I, I, I really I like <clears throat> I like the interplay between the the folks, and I wish there was a little bit more of it. Right. I mean, yeah, me too. Um, who's the Who's the worst in it? Who's the worst? Mm-hmm. Out of the mains? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. They have to. I don't know if anybody's bad. Okay. What do you think? I, I mean, I, I felt a little let down by some of McAvoy. Yeah, he's but he's good, he's a good actor. That's the problem. Is it? But yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe they like I said, if there was more of a connection between him and the kid, it might have worked a little bit better. The look that doesn't bother me. Um, you know, the kid who's the guy that played Ben. I don't know him. Very handsome, strapping. He looked like he was about 10 years younger than the rest of the cast. I disagree. He had some serious lines in his face. Like, he looked like he was a plastic surgery face for a little bit. Did he? He had, he had that kind of... He had that young. He had that, like, that's, that shiny Peter Green thing going on, that shiny Willem Dafoe. He's a shiny, cracky, like, come... <laughs> My God. Uh, I didn't notice any of that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He looked very handsome. He, he looks the, like he rubs sperm on his head at night. <laughs> he was a. Uh, well, that's like a uh, lady. What's the bathroom? Antebellum. What? The, what's the bat? You know, oh, lady, yeah. Lo- yeah. Like would wash your man. Mm-hmm. Wash your face in man. Yeah, he does too. I guess. So yeah. let's let me look him up. Let's see. I think how it was Gwyneth this. Paltrow who did that. I think Gwyneth Paltrow does some semen on her she face. She does not. Does she? Yeah. She no, she doesn't. What I are you talking she, about? I think Gwyneth Paltrow likes to rub this shit on her face. <clears throat> she does not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on Google and type Gwyneth Paltrow's semen face and see what happens. <laughs> Don't do that. It's happening. Oh, that's his name is Jay Ryan. He's born '81. He's a young man. He's a little younger than everybody else. Not Gwyneth Paltrow's semen. Let's <laughs> just have goop come up. Yeah, it's a hot wrinkle secret. Sperm. Who? What? You're joking. Kim, uh, Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock have done it too. Penis facials, they call it. I'm not kidding. You are kidding. I'm not kidding. Penis facials? Yep. Yeah, it sounds like some crackpot. Sounds like we theory. are in the wrong business. They could get a Kickstarter going for that? Yeah. Penis facials. That's a strange one to Google. Try Googling that those two terms. See if you can come up with any images for that. Yeah, there might be. Anyway, what I was saying was that he looks younger than everybody else. Anyway, he's very handsome. You know, the the the, the his kid counterpart is a very chubby uh actor, and he is uh decidedly not chubby. And you know, the people make comments of that they say you lost a lot of weight look good it happens in the book too and he looks and then he ends up with old beverly marsh at the end and it basically he's been playing the 27 year long long game well i mean i, I think it what it does is like the, i mean the, the the real moral of the story is mm-hmm. chastain waited till he she until he was hot that's what i'm saying that yeah well he as soon as he got hot he should have mailed a picture to her and said, also, I wrote that postcard yeah. you don't remember. That poetry in that postcard, what do you think? It worked for me as a kid. <sighs> I kind of still works for me now. 
That's beautifully written. It's very sweet. Yeah. He talks a lot of. He, he makes a lot of uh, hay out of her hair. He's talking a lot about the hair in there. Yeah. He said, "I think he could have continued it." Yeah. The funny thing is, is uh, Stephen King wrote. You know, he wrote the book. Zoom in. Mm-hmm. He wrote that poem for Peter Straub. <laughs> He's like, I need to work this into one of my one of my novels. Does Peter Straub have Tabitha hair? was fucking furious. What? Is, let's see if we can. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna. See my heart I'm, burns there too. Yeah. Let's see if I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna I know it's like April showers, right? Yeah. Uh, penis facials. My heart burns there too. Right. Close. She cherished it. Um, uh, sure, he wrote on a postcard, and he, I think it was anonymous, right? Obviously, and he says, "Your hair is winter fire." Yeah, it's not a bad way to kick things off. Yeah, January embers. So yeah, you know, there's the winter follow up. Yeah, it's January. Yeah, my heart burns there too. Yeah, there's also more. There's, there's more lines. Okay. What about the hair? Down there, yeah. Auburn hair. Uh oh. Question mark. <laughs> then it has uh, something funny that I can't think of. So, and then and then the, the other line is, "Hey, why were what was a moisture farmer doing in Star Wars?" Pennywise. Side thinks question. That... <laughs> Pennywise thinks the poem's about him because he's got some. January Amber's hair, doesn't he? He does have some red hair, doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe Pennywise thought the poem was about him. That would be that would have been a cool thread of the movie if Pennywise was like, Ben, you wrote that poem for me? Like he was like all excited about yeah. it. Well that's know? he's like, I've been waiting twenty fucking seven years to find out why you wrote this poem about me. <laughs> no, it's just a misunderstanding, Pennywise. Oh, let me return let me return the side to this young boy. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise can uh, would have been funny if he's like oh Beverly Ben wrote that poem for you on the postcard you know like he would like that's like a whole plot that's not going anywhere you yeah know? well and you know what she's like I was it took the romance out of it yeah like, it, it, he killed the romance yeah killed the mystery yeah yeah, yeah. He, Pennywise does call that guy keeps calling him fat the whole movie I love he it. zeroes in on it yeah he's like still a fatty like, I love it still fatty at heart as he's like drawing him in, in quicksand, I guess, or whatever yeah. the fuck. Uh, call him fat. Pennywise just goes for the jugular. Sometimes for real, but yeah. also sometimes. Anyway, you think that poem was about Pennywise in a weird way? Your hair is winter fire? Yeah. Your hair is winter soldier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so your hair is winter fire, January right. embers. Mm-hmm. Why do you live underneath the fucking drain? <laughs> a weird poem. Your hair is winter fire. Hmm. And there's a Shining reference that we talked about. Here's Johnny. So Pennywise well, watched so The Shining, basically. Pennywise is fucking up to date, which The Shining happened... <clears throat> wait, did The Shining happen during his slumber? No, I guess not, because the book takes place... Yeah, it's different. How long does he awake for? Like a minute. Just a few months or something? I don't know. Wreaks havoc and leaves. Honestly, if you think about it, it's not that big a deal. Because he at least he goes to, goes back to bed. 
after after he wreaks havoc, he sleeps for twenty. So he gives he gives everybody a twenty seven year break. Yeah, you know who I'm pretty discouraged with is the citizens of Derry. Well, they're under his spell. Really, right? they they make reference to the fact that the parents, you know, Bill Dembro's parents, especially they they're all in like a haze because of Pennywise. They, they, that's why they they no one's really helping the kids is because they're kind of under the influence of of this evil. Remember the bullies are extra bully. Mm-hmm. It's all because of Pennywise. The bullies that gay bash don't get a comeuppance in this. They film. don't. Yeah. It's quite surprising. And there's a gay bash later on too at the arcade. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. And I said that Richie Tozer was uh, Bill Hader's character is is uh, gay in this, and Nick said he didn't remember that from the book. You don't. Is this the first time that? Bill Hader has played uh, Seth Green and Harry Anderson. <laughs> what do you think of? Uh, they didn't show Hader Hader's comedic act. He goes on stage and he immediately starts kind of working blue, and then he fizzles out, and somebody s- screams at him that you suck, and yeah, that's the last. You the see best, of him. the best, probably the funniest part in the movie though was a callback to his comic routine at the Chinese restaurant. What does he say when the kid? Oh yeah, that is funny. That's a, that's a good scene. And there's also like a there's yeah there's some. There, I like when you're he's he's remembering. There's a scene in front of the house when he's, re- Bill's like remember what you said in front of the house, and he goes through and he like he yeah. starts to remember. He remembers all the wrong stuff yeah. he said. Yeah. yeah, pretty funny. All right, what do you think it was like on the set? You think those guys had a camaraderie? I think so. How could you not? Bill Hader's there, probably cutting everybody up in real life. Yeah. Chastain's sitting there. She's like, fuck this. Chastain's like best friends with uh, Muschietti's sister or something. Like they're they're actually friends. Really? Yeah. And, and, and remember he directed her on Mama. That's right. Is, that, is it called Mama? Yeah. Yeah, he directed her on that. And so they go way, way back. In fact, he called her, I think, and offered her this role kind of, um, you know, not officially after he made that first movie. He sent her a picture of the girl. He's like, do you, do you like being completely covered in blood? They made a lot of, uh, they they made a lot. Of, there's that made the press a little bit that there that was the most blood ever used in the scene or something. Really? I was like, uh, okay. Oh. I mean, swim around in blood. I mean, write a great story or break a record. What's more important to you? All right. So I, I I'm happy about it. I, I had a decent time. Didn't bother me. Enjoyed it some. No reason to get all angry about it. Critics are already kind of hammering a little bit. Critics suck. They might. Trying too hard. Maybe we just need to have a couple critics. Nothing exactly. Although, what are we doing, though? We're, Should be like the Pope. Think so? Critic, Critic's a critic until he dies, then another critic replaces him. Just one? Yeah, maybe two. Stadler and Waldorf, you know. But, how, but they, we can have as many movie podcast shows as possible. Absolutely. Though. Actually, wait, it should be like The Force, mm-hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. You get one good-ass critic and one bad-ass critic. Yeah. And they get a Padawan. Mm. That's not a bad idea. Yep. And then, uh, and then uh, they underwrite them. <laughs> Metachlorians. Oh, my God. So... Classic. You want to get to the wrap up on this? Yeah. Keep All right. Off. So, I don't think we should lose the image thing. 
All right. What? Well, okay. Distill this movie into one image. Can't. <laughs> so <laughs> you're uh, you're you're given the funding to uh, really put together a fucking uh, pizzazz laden mm. attraction of some sort, right? Relating to it, chapter two. Cannot reference the first one. What do you mean? You can only. This is a, for part two. Okay. You can't do a theme park or a restaurant for part one. Right. It's the rules. What are you doing? What are you doing here? You went right for this, huh? Isn't that the first thing we do? Yeah. Usually it's the image. Well, we just did. You didn't go? Yeah, I don't care. I, I've killed it. Um... Well, you go. Let me think. I'm tempted to do Tickle Time with Beverly's father. <laughs> Maybe you're tempted. Are you going to do it or not? No, no. Can't do it. Yeah. I kind of like, I mean, they turn almost every benign situation into a, a little haunt house mm-hmm. in this thing. You know, they me, do. Yeah, they do. So you'd like to do that? Did they do the scary, not scary joke in the first film, too? They do. Yeah, I thought so. The doors? Yeah. What I would do, here's what I would do. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't thought of this. I would, the takeaway from this movie for me, for sure, and I would immediately, this this is a merchandising opportunity to the nth, is I'd, I'd design that triangle-looking satchel, that bag with the writing on it, yeah. the, the, the history of the... yeah. I just reproduce that, and I mean, people will be. Can you imagine? It is good looking. Just that big old, weird looking bag satchel, yeah, yeah. and just like a big old, you know, wide open, like kind of almost like a, a bass, like a mouth, wide open mouth, mm-hmm. and just put things in there. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, I can just imagine people walking around with the tote from it, chapter two. Yeah. What were uh, you storing yeah. it? Hmm? What would you store in that thing? Anything. Cool. Pud- pudding. <laughs> it like, themed pudding. Pennywise's pudding. Like like woodwind reeds. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the. I think that's the. Mar- if you're looking for a marketing opportunity, that's a merchandise opportunity. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. They didn't. That was the one thing they didn't put a lot of time into in this movie. Designing that. Didn't they, put a lot of thought into it, no. I like, let's make something that's really like, like a fucking pyramid's ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're like, uh, he's like, hey, guys. Uh, by uh, Mike's like, guess, uh, hey, I get this from uh, uh, Native Americans. Let's, we'll include them in for two and 2.5 minutes of the film. A flashback to some Native yeah. Americans sitting around a fire and then they gave me this bag. That's it. They're out. And then, the, and then you see the Indians coming out of Maury luggage with. Um, okay, they gave so me this, they gave me this bag. Yeah, I would do that. I wouldn't. Um, so you think about haunted hay rides and shit like that. They're plentiful every Halloween. This and that. So, there. You, this one is the creepy catacombs. 
Yep. And so it tours the nation. It's a, it's a, it's a series of catacombs. Um, it's not subterranean because that would cost a lot. It's an above-ground catacomb. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fabricated. It's not a real catacomb. Okay, I get it. Okay. And so what you do is you enter the catacomb, and <laughs> yeah, you and a group of friends are completely ensconced in the catacomb. <laughs> and uh, creepy sounds are being played reverberating through each wall of the catacomb. Um, they've they've got written scrawls uh, on the walls, and and noises are, are reverberating and reverberating through the catacomb. And uh, you hear things running at you from beneath, from around. Uh, every once in a while, though, something will roll through you. Uh huh. And then, if you can make it through at the end, you receive a, a, a little trinket. Uh, you get a photo of yourself with the catacomb. Okay. And then uh, at the end, Pennywise uh, <laughs> is out there with his giant mouth. And he fucking shreds your shit completely. <laughs> Pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. You get to meet the real Pennywise. <clears throat> The real one? Oh, I don't know. I think that's not a bad idea. Okay. I would, uh, as a side merchandising opportunity, I would produce a Mad Libs book. Uh-huh. One sheet long with that poem. <laughs> <laughs> the three words specific. <laughs> Your hair is winter shit. <laughs> <laughs> My big cock burns for you too. <laughs> January pubes. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> February uh, insert name of month embers. <laughs> And then, uh, what would your what would your what your desert island? Uh, what about if we're in the movie? No, oh, if we're in the movie, yeah, nice. we've been inserted to the it. <clears throat> so one of the things they make a big deal about in this movie is the is the losers. They keep they really let you know that loser guys losers doesn't mean that they're losers. They've embraced it. It yeah. means power. We get it, Andy Machete. He ends the whole movie talking about losers. We are losers forever. I'm a fucking, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We get it. Um, uh, so would you want to be one of the losers that, like, would you, you know what I'm saying? Would you want to be one, one of the townsfolk? Well, that's, that's Pennywise Jr.? I mean, I'm just trying to give you. You have every option, and, mm-hmm. and we each have our own choices to make. Right. So. I'm the insurance adjuster for the Chinese restaurant who has to, I'm trying to, uh, like, you think how, how these people, what mm-hmm. they've been through, you know? Right. Like, uh, at the end of the film, mm-hmm. this guy shows up with the tab for the room they fucking wrecked. Like, I have been calculating damages since Pennywise showed up. Right. And, and uh, first of all, they're wondering how the fuck this waiter knows all about Pennywise. could have been useful. Mm-hmm. But more importantly... 
this guy, they, they, all I've been doing is just, uh, they, I hand him a sheet of paper, you know, duck sauce container destroyed, $3. Table, Lazy Susan damage, $150. Just a complete itinerary of everything that they fucked up. Yeah. So uh, in, in my dream director's cut of this film, there's cutaways to this guy calculating mm-hmm. during all the fucking Pennywise shenanigans. He wins. He's the winner of the story. They pay. He's not the winner. <laughs> There's Ooh. someone that's more of the winner. Okay. My character. Okay. <clears throat> How do you know my character? Well, I live in the mansion, the biggest, the biggest newly built mansion. Well, not newly. It's been it's 27 years old, but okay. Um. It kind of fallen on some rough times over those last two decades, but then business is booming again. I'm, okay. the, I'm the local balloon salesman. <laughs> I can't keep red balloons in stock, which is fine by me because it's making me fucking rich. Yeah. And I'm marking those things up too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every 27 years, mm-hmm. whoo, red balloons go from 25 cents to $25 a piece. Yeah. And Pennywise, yeah, you shit your pants that one year where he went to streamers, didn't you? I did. I convinced him. I said, "Look, these kids are scared, more scared of these red balloons. They don't care about streamers." It'd be weird that you that you're getting a financial windfall from a guy named Pennywise. <laughs> but I'd be I'd be at every funeral, and I'd be like, "This is a fucking outrage! I cannot believe this is happening." Uh, have a My sale. sales are down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd get rich because Pennywise. That's that I'd you know. Yeah. And I'd sell funeral balloons. I would I would just capitalize on as every everything I could, and get rich, and then I'd laugh. Like I see someone else trying to make a go of it in dairy. Yeah. Someone else trying to get rich from misery. Yeah. And from uh, destruction, you, your little character, and the the, the and the funny thing about your guy is he has helium. He's always helium voice because uh-huh. he's he's constantly high on his own supply. Of course, so like they're like, oh, here comes old giggles with his fucking fancy red car, his fancy shiny house. My car's got balloons for wheels. <laughs> okay, that's I think I could. That's a, that's a that's I'm the one that's smart, not you. Not insurance adjuster. Me. My oh, character. The funny thing is, is I didn't portray myself as being smart. I just said I'm a winner because at the end I get paid. Mm-hmm. The, the, the losers are the losers. The loser club? Yeah. Yeah, they are. So. You're on an island. Mm-hmm. Your dick's out. Um, you're out there. You got, you got to take a totem from the old it. It's a big one. Yeah. Take it take a totem from it chapter two. I mean there's a lot of stuff in that in the um in that in Stephen King's uh pawn shop. That that's start, not, that's, that's not what they called it. It <laughs> starts with the letter B because Bill can't say bike. Um That's cute. That's cute. Well, I'm going to just tell you, you're on your island, and you wake up one morning, there's a new edition. Uh-huh. You give me a gift? Yeah. 
You're getting gifted, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they're on on a particularly robust sapling. You will see uh, a slightly used "You've Got Mail" poster. Thank you. You're welcome. Someone has to watch for that when they show that "You Got Mail" poster. Look for the other poster. That it made me laugh. It's it's. You a don't remember what it was? No, but it's great. It's like a weird pull. Hmm. Um, it's like. It's like weird. It's 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 certainly not as popular as you got mail. Um, well, look at you. You see, you woke up and there, there's something waiting for you. Okay. Look up. Oh. Look up. Keep looking up. Okay. Keep looking up. Paul Bunyan statue. Holy shit! On my island. That's fantastic. And hopefully, I get you rescued. Uh, what if I? I don't want to be rescued. I'll hide. Man, I'd love to live under that little guy. But so, what do you what are you getting for yourself? Oh, what am I gonna take for myself? <sighs> My MacBook he's he has a nice uh, MacBook in this. You notice that? That's why they call him MacAboy. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of anything that Pennywise has that that might be worth keeping. One point he's putting on makeup. He's putting on the white, the white makeup. That's the and, closest to Skarsgård we see. And uh, he really, he really putting that on. And all I could think of when I was looking at that, I was like, man, so I could use a smile and a sunblock. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can protect. It could that looked like it would do some heavy duty protection, and you know how hot it gets. So I would take Pennywise's makeup kit. Do I ask you this? When I apply it, do I have to scratch my face until it bleeds? That's, a, that's Is that option. the rule? It's optional. Okay. It's optional. So good. I'll take um, that. Man. I'm going to take something special from this fucking movie. What are you going to take? I think... Well, I'll tell you what. Her closet full of shoes is certainly tempting. For my island, she had, a, she had a lot of. She had definitely had a lot of uh, um, shoes. She did. Look like she's going back for those. For she got grabbed sneakers out of there, but look like she's going back for those white heels. Yeah, I think. Uh, Is that why you nudged me during that scene? I was nudging myself. You just were there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take something special from there. Um, man, it's tough. It is tough. I mean, the boring shit would be like Henry Bowers' knife mm -hmm. or uh, the river. But uh, I think what I'm going to probably get is a little totem. Um, I'm going to take a, a Georgie's body. <laughs> well, it definitely shows up a lot. I'm going to take a, a little raincoat, you know, his little raincoat, mm -hmm. his little sad gray face. Why? Just to remind, just to you know, keep myself humble on the island. It'd be like your, uh, what's the Swiss Army man? No, no, It'd no. It'd be Georgie? No, no. Georgie, I, Georgie's the thing I break out when I get a guest. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 
Scream my 